Hey everyone, welcome back to the Castaway Consultants where we have no credibility anymore. Nope. Uh, which we'll get into in a second. Normally I would say we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by criticizing current players. But I don't know if we can teach anybody anything anymore. Uh, we're talking about the season 43 finale tonight. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and say spoiler alert right now. Go watch the finale. Yep, go, go watch the finale. I think the only way that us three hosts can communicate anything is if we jump right to the end because it puts a lot of things in perspective some for the better some for the worst and the only reason i'm talking right now is to give you more time to pause the podcast and go watch the finale before you listen to us and then please do come back all Uh, right three two one so the guy i think in literally every episode we we have this segment well we do have this segment who cannot win the game and I believe, if I remember correctly, in every single episode, minus one for Derek, I believe Derek said otherwise in one episode, but I believe Josh and I are 100% of the time, we said Mike Gabler cannot win this game. He won 8-1 to one to zip tonight. 7-1 to one to zip. 7-1 to one to zip. All right, whatever how many jurors there are. One vote away from a perfect game. Yep. And that's where we're at tonight. That's where we're opening. I'm Ryan Stacy, by the way. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, I might have to turn in my super fan card after after this. Josh, you might have to as well. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joined by my wonderful and completely unintelligent Survivor fans, and I include myself. Yeah, I would. I would kind of classify myself right now as flabbergasted. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Derek Kubitschek and Josh Wessler are both here. What a finale, guys! How was the finale? You know. I, I, I still don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm really conflicted here. And, and it, 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 it's like it changed. Like, I was sitting the entire time during the reunion show with so many different emotions. And for those of you that don't know or don't watch our, our video or anything like that, I'm watching this alone, basically. Ryan and Derek are watching it together. I'm watching it alone at my place. So I have no one to, yeah, we, we talk to each other over like messenger and everything like that, but I don't have someone to just talk to <laughs> to vent my feelings <laughs> in person. With. Sounds like you should so, move back up here. Yeah. So every like five minutes, my feeling changed throughout this reunion show where I'm like, wow, uh, like, is this the dawn of a new era of survivor? Is this a great new strategy for how to win the game? And then five minutes later, it's like everyone on this jury is a bunch of bitter morons who had robbed us of a great end to a great season. And then back to, I hate the survivor producers for showing me the edit this way. And then back to, I know nothing about survivor and 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 it, it just it, it everything just kept going around and around and around and I still don't know how I feel about it. I'll tell you what the correct answer is. Number three, uh, I hate the Survivor producers for showing us the story this way. That is that is the correct answer. And, and this is Derek, by the way. I don't even feel like I've said my name yet. It's one of those things. I don't want to say that the show gave us an incoherent narrative, but at the same time, they did. This felt like season eight of game of thrones where they were literally like let's just take the least likely based on edit and make that the reality and therefore we have subverted your expectations we have checked the box that is a good thing that the focus groups tell us that we want to make our people feel but i want to go back to criticisms that i have levied throughout this season we did not ever get to understand how these players truly feel about each other. Um, And especially not post-merge. It was always sacrificing for backstory or sacrificing for something that had no bearing on the plot or the overall narrative. The fact that we didn't understand why Gabler won until 10 minutes into the after show tells me everything that I need to know about this season's edit. And and Ryan, he, he, he made a great observation. He said... Look at all the things that Gabler knows about all of these people. He knows about Ryan's dad. He knows about Carla's wife. He knows about Noel. He knows about Jesse's past. He know, And he rattles all of these things off like it was secondhand knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the social game. Yep. So as much as I want to say this is like, you know, a new era of Survivor where all different types of strategies are given credence given validity in in the new you know the new jury format where it's not just one question and go cast your vote this is really just the social game and it was 
very, very poorly edited. Oh, yeah. Very poorly edited because all we got was Gabler's a goof on Baca, and then we never saw anything related to Gabler's social game after that. Never. Not once. There isn't one hint. We've got hints to Gabler's strategic game, which I honestly, because I'm just on a roll, I'm going to keep going. The things that people were pointing out in the week leading up to this finale, um, and you know, Arhap and a lot of Survivor pundits out there were saying Gabler can win this game. I always felt it was kind of like the Darth Jar Jar fan theory in Star Wars where he was actually a Sith Lord, but it would never actually happen. It was never proven. Well, obviously, maybe they knew something that I didn't. Maybe they knew how likable Gabler was or just, you know what? They called the shot. Good for them. But all of these things that they were citing as proof that Gabler could win, like, oh, look at this. Gabler always has a plan. Gabler always has a plan. I noticed every time Gabler said that and every time he did something like that where he approached someone and said, trust me, I have a plan. The thing is, is he never followed that up. He never did anything with it or it was never him doing it so i assumed that the jury was going to ream him out at the end saying gabler you always promised us a plan and you never did it and the exact opposite happened oh you did always have a plan unfortunately i still view gabler's strategic game as having no plan but you know what in a final three a flawed final three. I do believe the best social game has won yet again, and it just was not shown to us very well. I agree with Derek. Yeah, and I don't know how much we want to talk necessarily about whether or not we agree or the you know jury motivations or anything like that, or if we want to hold that. We until... have a segment for that at the end. Uh, who yeah, would we the have end voted of the episode. For? I, I think we got quite a few, you know first takes at least here at the beginning of the episode one other that i want to make sure that we cover right off the bat is i feel slightly vindicated here because you guys said over and over and over and over and over again that owen was going to be cassidy at the end now i know it's second place versus third and what happens with the other seven votes if gabler doesn't exist in this game i don't care cassidy got one and Owen got zero you you win the survivor pool yeah, this it, to spoil the survival pool, bring bring that all the way up yep. to the front. But I'm just gonna say, yeah, rank choice voting. I still don't think that Cass has a chance. Uh, but that you know doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll Gabe, never know. Gabe, Gabler Gabler is one vote away from being a perfect game. I so. lost the survivor pool. That's that's the story. Josh Josh wins. Haha. Well, survi- right, survivor pool and uh, and mostly just the fact that you guys were dogging on me with or half of the you know what half of the season i i don't think anyone here has the right to dog on anyone tonight no because gabler freaking won (laughs) the game so that's fair i don't think any of us could be punching up or down towards (laughs) anyone tonight at at best we're throwing punches sideways so before we jump into this uh, there's one last thing i want to get into and and uh, it's comparison i want to make between gabler and erica season 41 i think they are very similar in terms of survivor really screwed them on the edit you know it's just unusual you know this happens a lot with a lot of the female winners where they get kind of a shafted on the edit because the social game is harder to show on camera and that was gabler's focus and i think the same thing happened to him so i'm not saying gabler is an undeserving winner by any means at all i'm just saying the editors screwed up and they need to do a better job at portraying the social game you know you don't want to go overboard and make it obvious this person's going to win but the fact that we got nothing of Gabler's social game, except for the bad moments. It almost feels like they're trying to do a whole gotcha on us, and that's not why any of us watch Survivor, you know? And, and I've complained about this this season. You know, they're, they're, they're keeping us guessing going to, like, the next episode. It's like, wait, wait, what happened? You know, we're confused. We shouldn't be confused. We should be like, okay, here's option A, here's option B, and maybe an option C, throw that in there sometimes. Which one is going to happen? We're guessing which one's going to happen, and we need to understand why each one of those things could and which one ultimately does end up happening and why. We did not get that. We got a reason for Owen to win. We we did get a reason for Cassie to win. And n- until Final Trouble Council, and even more more sort of the after show, we didn't get those reasons for Gabler. And that's that is a failure on the editing. So I once again I have a lot of criticism at the Survivor editors. Yeah, my my last comment, and it'll be a quick one, is. I feel badly that I don't feel that Gabler is a deserving winner, but that's not my fault. I was not given enough information because we try to be unbiased. We try to self-scout. We try to think about all the angles and the fact that all three of us missed it. I just, I, I wish that I could enjoy Gabler's win more in the moment and stop reading between the lines in the after show to figure it out. 
yeah, there, there's something going on. <laughs> I, I don't want my winner to be predictable. Like, I, I want there to be mystery going into Final Tribal, but I don't want to be so confused afterwards. Yep. So just just give us something more to where it's like, wow, good for, good for them. I wasn't expecting that, but, you know, good job. This is kind of like a whodunit where they don't introduce the killer as a character. You know, famously, spoiler alerts for a movie from 1980, Friday the 13th is kind of presented as a whodunit movie. But we are never introduced to the killer until the killer reveal. It's cheating. And that's kind of how I feel about this. It's like, the the who won it, but like, the, the Gabler, yes, he was introduced as a character, but he wasn't introduced as a viable winner, nor shown to be a candidate at any point. So that's kind of how I feel. It, it's, it's annoying. I It's better than the previous ones because Gabler was still a character and we got a lot of him. Okay, that's great for like a third place finisher, but for a first place, we needed more. All right, you guys ready to jump into the episode proper chronologically? I think that's all we can do at this yeah, point. We got, we got the breaking news out of the way. All right, so final five, we get the uh, the final advantage challenge clue, which we've done the last two seasons. You know, you solve, unscramble a word phrase and then follow the clue. It becomes a race between Carla and Owen, and Carla is going to end up getting the advantage. Not that big of an advantage, I would say. Just gets you through the balance between like a a trip or two quicker in the final immunity challenge it doesn't end up saving carla owen is going to win immunity at the final five and take Casty on reward yeah and i think good choice by him to take her yep i like the Casty pick we talked about this last time and it's exactly what's going to happen carla and jesse have to go and that's exactly what's going to happen so a lot of good moves in this final five final four and we were on the same page, at least uh, in our last episode, about how the breakdown of this was going to go. The Really, what we disagreed on was how the vote was going to lay out at the end. But it basically went exactly how we expected and how we predicted. So I don't know if that's good for us or it's just super obvious strategy editing, whatever it might be on the survivor side. So the question is, is it going to be Carla or Jesse first? We get a bunch of different perspectives. Even Carla, who's talking to Jesse about really taking out Cassie is actually like, I'm, I'm gunning for Jesse. Just, Jesse's got to go. And I, I do think, I think based on all the jury reactions, this episode, I would put Jesse as of these five. I think Jesse beats everybody. I think I can, I will safely lock that in. It's something that I didn't feel comfortable with until we got to the after show, yeah. but you know, we're, we'll be retrospective now. And I will say that I, I agree. I, I don't think this is a better jury. Not at all. We do get a little bit of an argument between like Carla and Cassie and Carla's kind of a jerk to Cassidy I thought in this episode like oh you haven't really done anything and if you vote me out and put me on the jury I'm gonna tell everyone that you didn't do anything it was all me and James and then I won't vote for you at the end and I'm like eh that's kind of crappy don't negotiate with terrorists vote her out I, I will give her kudos about she was holding her vote hostage and we we've used that as a viable tactic on this podcast. We don't see it that often, so I do want to shout her out for that. And really, she she knows that she has a very good chance of going home tonight. So she's just throwing every uh, move and every tactic in the book at Cassidy here. Uh, so I I don't really have too much of an issue with it. I do wonder though if she holds true to her word here though, and she does kind of taint the jury with her opinions about about Cassidy or shifting their whole mindset we can get into that later yeah um, but that might not be a complete lie it might not be and when I saw that Carla voted for Gabler I was like ah look at that staying true to her word and for the record I do think holding her vote hostage is a perfectly viable strategy if your back is against the wall and if it's between you and a million dollars and hurting Cassidy's feelings yeah. one time I'm not against that and also, if she does taint the jury, she probably only tainted them with the truth. Don't know if that's true or not, but we don't I, I will say we've only, I think we've only seen this hold of your jury vote strategy. I think we've seen it twice. Yeah, Jean Robert in China. Okay, so maybe three times then. Because <laughs> uh, Vetus also does this in Blood versus Water. And it didn't work for any of them. Carla now being the third, it, I, I don't think this works. I think all you're going to do is piss off that person. If you have nothing else... Fine, try it, but I don't think this is a, a viable strategy. And this is, of course, just saying the times that it's that it's made air. It's made they, air. they felt that it's been. And again, we don't see know, everything. One percent of one percent. Yeah, storyline coherent, but yeah, yeah. We can only talk about what we know. Yep. And see, we're gonna go to tribal council. Uh, Carlo tries to throw Jesse under the bus again, and Jesse's gonna reveal his idol that he got from Dwight, who got from Janine. And this might be my favorite part of the episode is Janine's face when she realizes her idol is in Jesse's pocket. It's another. Uh, 
survivor gift that i believe will transcend just the the, the niche audience of survivor you know this will be the uh, the the maddie sugar reaction gift nothing you know? will be that big no it won't be it won't be that big but it'll be transcendent we'll from the it. survivor fan base i've already seen it tonight <laughs> it was great he revealed it a lot earlier than i thought i thought it was going to be you know the reveal after the votes interesting choice to do it to do it now maybe you know just draw it out a little bit more like increase the impact of it by by doing it before the votes i i guess i understand that you know the vote is still completely in your hands of what you want to do regardless of how you approach it you know he put on a show for the jury and i think that's huge because the jury doesn't get to see a whole lot of the game so i actually really like this for jesse and, and it's you know we're gonna it's gonna turn it into a live tribal it seems like but i don't think it actually changed anything because jesse's gonna play the idol for himself it's gonna be four votes for carla one vote for jesse i'm Fairly confident that's what was going to happen before this. You know, I'd really like to believe that, but I've seen Jesse make the unconventional move so many times that I genuinely believe he went in with a 60-40 split on what he was going to do. Sure. With the 60 that he was going to play it on himself, but the 40 being like, maybe I want to take Carla. Like, maybe I just don't want to give them what they want. I just want to own this game from beginning of merge to end of merge it's literally all mine you can't have it and do you think that this is still the move when he ends up you know fast forward to after the fire making challenge is this the move that he's talking about when he says i made one wrong move essentially in this game because because this was really the last conflicting thing that he was talking about does I thought the wrong actually, move was just losing fire. I, I I took that as him losing fire as well. I, I did too, but that's not really a decision. That's just, you know, you failed to perform in that moment. I, I don't know if he's thinking like, oh, if I would have taken out Cassidy or something like that, then I wouldn't have been in fire or it would have been me versus Carla and I could have beaten Carla in, in fire, you know? So I, I, I wasn't really sure what he was talking about there, but th- that, was, that was interesting because if everyone knows... That Gabler is like this master fire maker. I, I, I think the right move obviously is still to take out Carla, but it, it's not. I a don't know if people knew Gabler was a master fire maker. I don't. I don't know. And I don't. I don't know. No idea. Ultimately, you know, I, I do think it was the right move to get rid of Carla. You can almost take Jesse out of the equa- the equation. You no, know, you could go after either Carla or Jesse for the other three: Gabler, Owen, and Cassidy. Both of those two have to go. Who is better at challenges up to this point? Carla. Jesse's been terrible at everything. That makes sense. And then Jesse whips out the idol. You know, maybe if you're planning on blindsiding Jesse, then you just switch it around and go for Carla instead. So ultimately, I think the right person went home. Yeah, and I'll I'll go one step further and say I wanted to see one of either Cass, Owen, or Gabler throw a vote on Jesse anyway. Because going into that, Carla was going to vote for... Uh, well, she was going to vote for Jesse, but then it was going to maybe get moved over to Cass yep. because of what she had talked about with Jesse. So you need to make sure that Jesse receives at least one vote in case he chooses to play his now public idol on Carla to make sure you at least get to a revote, if not take him out outright. So the fact that Carla was the only one to do it, I didn't love that, but ultimately they've got a better read on the situation than I do, so I trust them. Let's get into best to worst player of the Final Five then. I'll kick us off with my best player of the Final Five. I'm going to give it to Jesse. You know, I, I debated between Jesse and Owen because Owen won immunity, Jesse played his idol and put on this big show, and then they, they both took out Carla. And I ultimately am going to sot land on Jesse just because he got to do his move in front of the jury, and I think that boosts him more than an immunity win. Both are great. Honorable mention Owen. I'm going to give mine to Jesse. Dirk? I actually did just land mine on Owen. I felt like the way he, the way that Jesse played the idol was a little bit too showy and a little bit too overcomplicated. And even though it ended up just being the simplest thing, it was like you went through this whole exercise for no reason. And he opened himself up by revealing the possibility to being taken out in a pretty ridiculous way. So I, I just felt like it was all for nothing. The surprise factor would have been just as big if he pulled out Janine's idol without making it public. So I just, I didn't give Jesse boosts for that. It's not a demerit. I just didn't give him boosts for it. Owen did the best. I gave it to Jesse. Yeah, it's pretty close between the two of them. Really, the the only thing that differentiated it for me is that Owen wasn't in danger or anything like that. So it's not like he saved himself by winning immunity. Like, good good for him. You won immunity. You took ass. You made a plan. And I, I don't know who they were going to decide, but kind of minor point to the side here is at their kind of extra reward with the immunity challenge owen 
wanted to take out Jesse. Cassidy wanted to take out Carla, so they decided to go with Carla. Cassidy did convince Owen to go after <laughs> Carla. So that that was kind of just like, oh, Owen, okay, maybe try harder. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't so, know. They both they both have to go. I I, I understand agreed. that. It, it, it's just like, yeah, it, it it was interesting to see. So I I gave it to Jesse just because it was that big flash move that everyone wants. I'm a worse player, Dirk. I had Gabler just because I didn't like how he acted when he didn't get picked to go on reward. Yeah, Other, it was all in a confession. I understand that. Other than that, it would be NA. Then I think do that NA. Every, then, that's then every, everyone did what they were supposed to do. So then switch it to NA because that's ridiculous. Hey, I just wanted to pick someone, so I'll call it NA. That's fine. Josh, it's up to you, Derek. You can give it Gabler if you really feel like it. I'm going NA because I'm I, going I, NA as well. I, I didn't think that anyone played poorly in this first part. I didn't think it was poorly. I was ju- I was looking to split hairs. You know, okay. Don't don't flame me for trying to split hairs. We do it all the time. Yeah, but you know, when you name someone worst player, they actually need to have done something bad. You know, I do think there was a moment where Gabler was talking with someone about another plan that he never enacted. So there was that. He helped take out Carla. That was a great move. Taking out Carla is the right move. I that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, man. Are you guys ready to move on to the final four? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's that classic cup stacking one. You you bring it through the metal frame thing. We've done this a few times, but they added on five extra cups to make it really difficult. So Casty is going to end up winning immunity at the final four. And Owen breaks his rod. Yeah. Yeah. He Like, if Casty had knocked, because he his all dropped with, like, one to go, and he throws his rod and it snaps so if cassie had screwed up owen wouldn't have been able to complete the challenge because he broke it don't lose your temper folks yeah um and and i do like that they you know really minor uh addition here that they they added on a couple of extra little cuppy things that you have to stack because i feel like whenever we've seen this in the past almost no one like fails no no one tips over and we saw what like two two of them or three of them, whatever, actually fall. So I'm like, hey, cool. Like, there's there's actually stuff going on. It's not just whoever can do it the fastest. You have to actually be careful while doing it. So, yeah, good job, Survivor producers. 15 seemed excessive to me. I loved it. I like it. You know. it it's the final challenge. Make it extreme. Sure, Tor- sure. Torture them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, they're only out there 26 days. Torture them. Put them back in the water cups. and do it as well. I don't know. <laughs> so... Casty wins. She's going to bring someone to the end with her. The other two are going to make fire. Get rid of fire making. Uh, that's their, every season. Oh my gosh! And I, I think that that is just kind of emphasized even more. Like this, there's even like more on it here. Just there was just so much lost as as well with the whole fire making here. Everyone's sad that Jesse went home, obviously, but. It, I, I don't. I don't know. I we've said enough about fire making. Everyone, I think, is on the same page that fire making sucks. Yep. Get rid of it. Stop. Yeah, we said it every season. We'll say it every season until it goes away. We can all email the show now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this Gmail. At Survivor, or shout out. Sur- Survivor shout out. Survivor shout out at gmail.com. I am pretty sure I sent them their first ever email. Um, I said uh, I'm feedback. I'm sure you for, were first. Uh, well, it, it was so fast. It was dude. fast. It was seconds. Hmm. Uh, I sent them an email that said, uh, feedback for future seasons. They need more of me. Thank you. Much love, Derek Kubitschek. And that was the whole email. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, we can all just say, hey, get rid of fire making. Just uh, spam them. But uh, the thing is, I I would bet money that they no one is ever going to read these. I think they set it up just to maybe to get people to stop tweeting at them. And so they, they set up this email and no one is ever going to read it. She does everything straight to the junk box. <laughs> straight to the junk box. The only other thing they could do is they have one intern who like writes down what was said and no one ever reads the intern's notes. No one, I don't think anything is going to get through in this email suggestions. I really don't. The fact that it's at gmail.com really hammers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, this isn't an at survivor.com or at or, cbs.com yeah. or at paramount.com, you know, an actual business email. No. Yeah, I, I just don't buy it. I'm obviously I'm gonna use it anytime I get pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna you know if, whenever uh, if knowledge is power comes back again, I will tweet at Jeff that it sucks every time, and I will send an email that it sucks every you, time. You just have to make sure, folks, that you do both because all they're doing is giving you two things yep. to ignore. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't use your voice. Copy I will continue paste. to harass Jeff for his <laughs> terrible producing decisions and never get on Survivor because of it. Just think of the think of all of the great advice, good ideas, 
feedback and everything like that that this intern is gonna just go and sift through and then they're gonna go to their boss and basically be like oh my gosh i've i have all these great ideas on how we can make survivor better and they're just like yeah i think your internship's over thank you bye bye uh so who's ever like the intern reach out to us (laughs) we want to talk to you i think you'll end up being the greatest survivor mind of all time Uh, yeah oh is it mid-august already by intern (laughs) (laughs) unpaid intern so owen wants to be put in to take down jesse uh in fire making as does gabler they both want that big showy move on the resume jesse's like hey cassie you suck at making fire. How about you give up your immunity and come fight me in fire? And she's like, LOL, no. <laughs> Hilarious. Right, right move for Cassidy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one thing is with Gabler is, you know, he's he's winded. He's an older guy. He's really tired out. So it's presented as like, oh, you should put Owen in and Owen will take down Jesse. Another ridiculous editing decision that they didn't need to do so close to Gabler's win. Oh, my. So many opportunities to show us something. I'm sorry. I, I, I would have been chill. okay with this if we had gotten more of the social game. This yeah, been... but, we, but we didn't. I'm exactly. just saying, like, if, if everything has to stay the same up to this point, at least give us a finale that proves to us that Gabler is a worthy winner. And yet they take every opportunity to show him as just this weak, feeble dude who's not participating. So she's going to put Gabler in at fire, take Owen to the end. And Gabler is going to get the new record. He does it in four minutes and nine seconds and just destroys Jesse. Jesse got a fire going. But uh, yeah, Gabler knocks Jesse out of the game in epic fashion, I will say. This is great for Gabler. But yeah, that's the end of Jesse. And we have a big, big sad moment. I predict Jesse was going out here. I think you did too. I think yep. we all said Jesse was out at four. Yeah, Jesse will be back to play again. Oh yeah, and he's when they bring do, back returners, and he's gonna do it terribly. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be out immediately. J- Jesse will be out second opportunity on his pre-merge tribe. But then the good news is, Jesse, when you come back for the third time, you might win. Yes, probably not, but maybe, maybe this really hit me. Like after there was kind of that realization of like, oh, Gabler's fire is burning through this rope. It is over. Like Jesse had a fire going and everything, and. That was the big thing that he was worried about is not being able to actually, you know, come through and get through this one moment because he knows that he wins if he does it. And there's just this big emotional moment. And it it was kind of here that I realized, like, wow, I was like, yeah, Cassidy was my winner pick from day one. And I was predicting her to win even at our last episode. But man, was I rooting for Jesse. I really wanted him to win this season. And I didn't really realize that as much until this moment came. Meanwhile, Derek and I are actively rooting against him because we both thought Owen was going to win. So once Jesse was out, we're like, yeah, Owen's got this. We're going to get to rub this in Josh's face. (laughs) I was excited, though, after after, uh, he lost. I'm like, oh, man, I really wanted a dominant winner to take home this season. But now... I can just rub it in Derek and Ryan's face that Cassidy ends up winning this game. And I was right all along. And then here we are. And then, and then, and then, we are. And then we're all stupid. <laughs> uh, so obviously Jesse needed to go. Uh, I'm going to guess Gabler's like an amazing firemaker and they just didn't show that to us. So I'm, I'm going to assume the right move was made here by Cassidy. Yeah, we have to trust her. And I mean, even, even if you... Like, even if all things equal, Gabler and Owen are the exact same skill of fire making, I think it was still probably the right move just so you don't increase Owen's threat level. Uh, sure. Because it is their perception right now. It is Cassidy's perception, Owen's perception, that they can beat Gabler at the end. That, yep. that Gabler is going to have a really, really difficult time getting votes. So, you know, don't increase Owen's threat level by letting him beat jesse and taking him down in fire making now that said priority one has to be knocking jesse out of the game if owen is the better fire maker put him in it doesn't matter you jesse's gotta go i I would hope gabler put on a better performance before they went to final trouble council than what we saw in the episode and that's why cassie picked him because he was as good as owen or better comparable at the very least and and that was her final decision based on what we saw in the show you know, I would have put in Owen. If that was all the information I had, I would have put in Owen because Jesse has to go. Mm-hmm. So worth noting. It's going to work out. Let's get a best worst player of the uh, the final four. Josh, who do you got for best? 
<laughs> I, I, I give it to Cassidy for winning immunity because that is the most important one. Yeah, Gabler took out Jesse, but I, w- I would say that the final four immunity was more important just because that puts you into the final three. Yeah, he took out the biggest threat here in fire making and he did ask to be put there which sure maybe maybe you needed to do that in order to win the game i i I don't know maybe he would have won regardless but i feel like i have to give it to her it's really close at the time i wrote down gabler just because i thought cassie probably should have put in owen clearly this helped gabler I'm going to end up you know, keeping it on Gabler just because he got to do this show in front of the jury and it was such a dominant performance. Took out Jesse. Honorable mention to Cassidy for sure. I'm going to give it to Gabler. I gave it to Cass at the time with the current information. And if I could go back and switch, I would give it to Gabler. You can go back uh, and switch. So, so based on what I know at the end of the season, I say that it has to be Gabler because it gave him that moment to say like, hey, you know what? I can turn this on when I need to. And I have been purposely this submerged Ala Gabler. And sorry, it's time to feed. So my boy came up and snapped Jesse. Yep. Real good. He had to wait. He snapped Ellie and then came back for Jesse at the very end. But full transparency, I did pick Cass at the time because winning in and don't give the underdog another chance to prove themselves. Yeah. I liked all of that up until that moment. Mm-hmm. Additional argument to get rid of fire making is, yes. that, is that there is absolutely no reason why someone making a fire at like Final Four should be a reason for them to win the game. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. Good, good job. You took this person out with fire. I'm gonna. I think that you should win the game now because this is this matters more than anything you've done in the game so far. No, An- no. Another reason I am am glad that Jesse went home here is because let's say we take out fire making, it's just vote. Jesse's gone, so I, I am very glad Jesse lost to fire making because he was the person who was supposed to go home here. And I will keep doing this because maybe someday a CBS employee, an intern, or a producer will be listening to our podcast. You either need to move idols back to Final final 6 yep. or get rid of Final uh, final 4 fire making. There needs to be opportunity to get somebody gone in between there. Otherwise, your climax of the season, just as was done with the Cody vote, I think this season the most exciting moment was actually Cody going home. It got pushed back to Final 6, Final 7. Just like every other season where there are idols that get saved up until the last minute and then we have fi- uh, four fire making the best that we ever had was uh tony and sarah it's not gonna get topped nope retire that one but i mean if you have to keep it move back idols so that they expire at final six or final seven i I don't care last season most exciting move final six omer going home yep it's it's every it's it's like clock it's like we watch and we know what we're talking about yep so anyway there we go my plug i'm done i'm gonna go uh no worse player no worse player for the final four uh yeah agree Owen broke his stick. It's it's pretty it's pretty common here. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go into the final tribal council. Owen, Cassidy, Gabler. Basically, we we get a little bit of the jury jury speak stuff. Basically, they want Owen to talk about you know being an underdog. Gabler's kind of a mystery. Like he needs to explain himself. And Cassidy was on the right side of every vote. Kind of a dark horse, last minute threat. Was targeted a lot of times, but she was in the majority and kind of. I don't want to say coasted, but like was never on the bottom. She needed to differentiate herself from the people who got her there who happened to no longer be in the game. Yep. So that's kind of what we're, the jury is looking for. Three here. very different pitches, by the way. And yep. that's something that I definitely appreciate. It, it, it gives us more perspective in hindsight. And, yep. and I like that. And, and, you know, we don't need to go over every single thing the jury said. And we won't. And we won't. We could just kind of talk broad strokes here. So uh, Final Tribal Council... Basically, Gabler is going to talk about his big strategy was he was in pretty much every alliance. He was looped in with everyone. He could hear every plan. Some were more real than others, but he could go with the plan that suited him most because he was behind the vote up for Ellie at the sort of merge thing. The the fake out merge, the faux merge. The half merge. He rose up, took out Ellie, and then he's like, okay, all this heat is on me. I'm in the center of attention. I'm going to go back down. I'm going to be the alligator, go back under the water and chill for a while, and then pop back up and take down Jesse. Which, within the context of how it was asked in Final Tribal Council, sounded like it was support for his game. But all three of us agreed that that was not a good move at the time. You shouldn't be throwing your Baca members under the bus right, right when you come into a merge with a bunch of unknowns. So it's interesting how it was presented as a positive. But you know what? If you can take a negative and present it as a positive and sell it, and That's people, half a final tribal people, council. People buy it. Good for you. So I, I would I would say over half of tribal <laughs> council because yeah, so many things ended up coming up here. That I'm just like 
I, I can say negative things about almost all of your guys, not not just Gablers, but basically all three people. It's like all of these things really could be negatives as well. It just depends on how you perceive it and, you know, from their perspective, how they communicate it to the jury. And, and Gabler does a great job. He is very confident. He presents his arguments very well and talks about, you know, I, I had a relationship with all of you. It was genuine. And I used that to, to further my game. I, I, I did jump alliances, but I did it, you know, as what would serve my game best. So he really didn't have like a charge ahead plan that was his after the Ellie vote. It was just jumping on to the best strategy, which we've seen before, but that's typically not a winning strategy. And to be fair, the two front runners, Jesse and Carla, are out. We have the three unlikely people at the end um which does change things up a little bit there's no clear front runner but yeah this is this is going gabler the game and it's it's interesting because this has kind of been the trend the last few seasons like 41 42 43 like there there isn't like this really clear front runner that ends up making it to the final three whether that's design of the game or you know the the actual contestants are doing that on purpose like the the people in the final three are doing that on purpose the big big threats are all going out at four, five, six, seven, like kind of in that, in that last chunk. So it, it's interesting to see, I, I, you related it a lot to Erica's win. And I, I think that's pretty accurate. I don't, I don't know necessarily what should be seen as most valuable. That's up completely up to the people on the season, but it's, it's almost like aspects of, you know, a, a traditional survivor winner are a little bit more muted because of that, because all of these other threats are going out. So maybe just something about being, being a part of all these different alliances and having a really good social game, that's all it really takes. That's all it really takes if yeah. all the big threats are out of the game. I think if you could be a likable guy that or a person that you know people had fun being with, then as long as you did something in the game strategically, like and you can, you can explain, you can at least put an argument out there on a strategic level, then you can win. I think that's where we're at in the game. And it, it's not really a change. We've seen this go back all the way to Season 4 our cases and we had something similar as long as you're likable to some extent you got to be the most likable person on the board and you have to have done something in the game you got it like i think that's the key and 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 what's what's crazy is like we did talk about erica but i do i mean maybe to vesepia's detriment but she kind of got a pretty bad deal on the edit as well back Mm -hmm. in season four and you know i even go back and listen to that podcast with myself and i I, honestly it's my biggest regret in this entire podcast is not giving vesepia her due credit especially in the context and in the time the same thing happened with gabler tonight i feel where severely under-edited and made to feel undeserving and obviously in the eyes of the jury that's not the case um, which again goes back to production so I'm glad that you bring up Vesepia because I think in that way it is an apt comparison even if it's not two equivalent situations. So next we have Cassidy and you know Cassidy's argument you know she voted for everyone correctly she strategically you could argue like hey you got everyone right You, you played this perfectly she was great in the challenges she and Owen tied for the the most challenged wins of the season. And then she, Carla asked her question, like, hey, what was your biggest move in the pre-merge? Because this is what Carla was going to threaten her with. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tank your game. I'll say it was me and James. And Cassidy answers this very well. She's like, my biggest move in the pre-merge was aligning with you and James because you guys looked out for me and we, we took over the tribe together. It was like, boom, gotcha, Carla. So I really like that answer for Cassidy. I think where she runs into an issue is she is going to say one of her biggest moves is taking out Ryan. And the big reveal is that that was actually Jesse, Cody, and Gabler who were behind that vote. The ride or die alliance, which got outed kind of here. It didn't seem like any of the other jury realized that Gabler was in with the power duo, which was actually a power trio. Yep. I mean, yeah, if if you're in with every single alliance in the game like technically you can say that you were a part of that move like congratulations but you're not this is where i've had the biggest issue is that gabler's almost getting credit for being told what to do whereas and it's it's very different than you know cassidy being with james and carla like they were making those moves and decisions together and you could make the argument that cassidy was actually directing you know one or two you know on on her own as well meanwhile gabler is a part of all these because he's being told what to do and it's it, it seemed like just because he was aligning himself with the really big threats in those ways he was almost you know getting a little bit of extra credit because of that and i i, I don't think i mean obviously they don't care like they're gonna they're gonna vote for him either way but it it 
just seems like it's a little bit of misplaced credit. I agree. I don't think Gabler won because of his strategic game, I guess. Uh, he just, just had the social bonds to be with these people and then get the plan information. And then Owen, you know, basically he owns up to playing an imperfect game, had a lot of issues, which is exactly what he needs to do. He's got to own the fact that he was in a bad spot. Unfortunately, to do this, he has to admit to all the mistakes he made. It's a tough, tough argument to make. If Gabler had done a worse job, I think Owen could have won this. But he was in a tough, tough spot to win this. It's just a hard thing to convince people to vote for like yeah my game was imperfect I, I sucked at times it's it's almost like he didn't play a good game points for honesty shut up josh <laughs> he he gets super super honesty points i'll say that much but it's just a tough argument to make it could have worked here but i just gabler did a great job if i'm gonna keep complaining here just because it seems like that's all i'm doing at this point <laughs> i feel like they they being the jury were a lot harder on cassidy unfairly I think that they saw, and I. this is just because I think this as well, that she played a better game than Owen overall. Yes, maybe it was because Owen was in some bad situations, but he got himself into those situations. Cassidy positioned herself really well within these alliances to be able to get where she wanted to be in the game. And maybe she just didn't own that well enough, but I feel like they treated her a lot differently during these conversations like they they looked at her answers a little bit more negatively or her game a little bit more negatively versus whenever owen gave answers and they were like yeah he like being like really truthful about underdog and not playing a great game and having these failures or whatever they're like no like oh, this was really great like good for you and like it, basically like kind of just like propping him up and being really positive about his game that really bugged me uh just because it seemed like there shouldn't have been that kind of difference in the way that they were treating them to a certain extent I, I, I don't know if you guys noticed that either but th that was just something that Maybe, maybe I was just playing, paying really close attention to Cassidy, uh, um, but it, it just seemed like it was a little unfair to her. My big thing between the two, and, and for the record, I think historically speaking, juries and Survivor in general is harsher against women mm -hmm. in all of these situations. You know, are there exceptions where there's, you know, little doubt? Yeah, I, I mean, Kim comes to mind, but that was an all-women yep. finale anyway, so it's kind of a moot point there. But my big thing is Owen played his own game, a very flawed game, but it was his. He sided with Noel to his detriment. He wasn't able to keep the Baca boys together to his detriment. I could jump into the fact that, like... Owen was on a tribe where the it, it turned into guy versus girl, but the guys were vastly different ages where you had a 19-year-old, a 30-year-old, and a 51-year-old. And then you've got like Jesse and Cody who were like, I don't know, a couple years apart at most, and they totally hit it off. And you've got Cassidy and Carla who, again, relatively close, but it's certainly not 19 to 51 trying to keep it together. They hit it off and they keep it together. And so how is Owen expected to be the glue here? Well, he isn't. He fails. But he plays his own very flawed game. Cassidy was definitely in a group that played a game and she was the last survivor and viewed to be the weakest of. And that's where I think she ran into trouble is because she's trying to convince two of these jury members who were the founding members of that sort of power core that she was just, a, just as big of a piece in that alliance as they were. And they definitely don't see it that way. Well, um, one except one of them voted for her. One of them did. One of them did. And and two, so, two so I don't know if that's completely fair to say because uh, of that. I think what it really is is t uh, survivor juries tend to be harder on the people who ran the game the whole time, and they're less hard on the underdogs. Gender could absolutely play a role into this, and I think it probably does. But the other part is Cassie was in control, or at least. You know, the illusion of control and in the majority of the entire game, Owen and Gabler were not. Everyone loves an well, underdog. Gabe, Gabler was in the post-merge. Okay, so Owen was not. Gabler secretly was, and that was like the big surprise reveal is that he was secretly in on everything. But people tend to be harder against the majority than the underdog. So that definitely plays a role in it as well. Ultimately, it's going to be eight votes for Gabler, seven votes for seven. Gabler, seven votes for Gabler, yep. and one vote for Cassidy with that one coming from James. No votes for Owen. Oh, I have one note here. It's what? Question mark? <laughs> that sums it up so what i'm really really interested in this is probably the thing i've been looking forward to most is something we ask at the end of every season is you know we don't want to be like who should have won and, and that, that's how we started with the rewind series and we changed this at some point along the way because you know we weren't there 
and the jury can vote for whatever they want and whatever they value, and that's fine. You know, for the betterment of the podcast, by the way, I'm glad that we've changed this. Yeah. So the question is, who would we have voted for? With the information we have, who would we have voted for? We each have different rationales here. Derek, why don't you start us off? With what we saw, and I am not just saying this to be a stubborn prick, I would have voted for Owen for the simple reason that of the three, he is the only one that I believe truly played his own game. With all of its flaws, he rode no coattails. Where he is is because of what he himself did. A lot of the times where Cass didn't go home wasn't her plan. Sure. To save herself, it wasn't anything she put in motion. It was Jesse hoodwinking somebody, Gabler floating between a million different voting blocks and basically taking no heat because everyone viewed him as a goat and not the greatest of all time kind of goat. He's just like, you know, wherever the wind takes me, wherever uh, wherever the wind blows, that's where I go. And luckily at the end, he was able to say with Ride or Die specifically, oh, I was definitely going to the end with them. That's really easy to say when they cannibalize themselves. Yeah. Owen played his own game, and I think, based on what I saw, I would respect that the most, and I'd send my vote his way. Josh? I would not respect Owen's game at all. Sorry. I want someone who does a good job at their game. The big difference here is, like, yeah, Owen survived and was the underdog and everything like that, but it's because he was wrong and made mistakes the entire game. How many times did we open up the the next episode, and it was basically just like... Well, that didn't go like I planned. Like, at, at a certain point, it's okay. You are making a lot of mistakes. Votes are not going your way because you're out of the right communication lines. You're out of the right alliance. And uh, I think Cassidy said, I, maybe I misheard this, but I'm pretty sure Cassidy said that she voted correctly on every yep. single vote. And you, yeah, you can argue or, or criticize one small point of, Oh, it might have been, you know, Jesse doing something instead of instead of Cassie or it might have been Carla that was, you know, dictating the vote. Okay, great. She was she was still in on all that stuff. She was in the right lines of communication and in the right alliances because she put herself there and she progressed herself through the game on purpose to do those things. Yeah, she didn't have a big flashy move, but I would much 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 rather have that than someone who's making mistakes the entire game and just skating by because no one's targeting him as a threat. Cassidy was targeted as a threat multiple times by multiple people who all went home. I think she should have said that a lot more. She said it once during Final Tribal. I think she really should have pushed on that more. I value Cassidy's game a lot more than Owen's because of those things. Gabler just didn't see enough of. I mean, now that I'm talking about it, yeah, you could probably argue that Gabler did a lot of the same things that Cassidy did, Cassidy did in those in those ways where he was a part of the vote a lot of times, but I just didn't see enough to be able to form that kind of opinion on it. This might shock people. I'm going to agree with Josh. I th- I would have voted for Cassidy. It took me a while to think about it because this is this is tough. You know, flawed final three, but you know the way I always look at it. Who had the best physical game, first of all? Uh, it's a tie. Uh, Owen and Cast each won three. Social game, Gabler. Okay, that's so we're pretty much even. Let's look at the, uh, the strategic game. Owen's most of his plans failed. Gabler just lashed onto other people's. Who was, you know, driving not a ton of the votes, but some of the votes? It was Cassidy. So, you know, with her challenge performance and her strategic game, I think I would have for Cassidy. And it's not like she's a bad social player either. She had a fight with Carla, like, twice. And I uh, didn't get along with Ryan either. That's not, you know, not great but it's not bad so like i said flawed winners or flawed players across the board my vote would have gone to cassidy and this is just another uh, another talking point because I, I i respect why you guys would vote for Cass in all of this i think this might be the second weakest strategic game final three of all time like if you look st- specifically at strategic i think gabon is the worst <laughs> With Susie Sugar and Bob Crowley, yep. and I'm not meaning to bring in Bob Crowley just because, uh, you know, he's the other winner over 50. But, like, Owen, he had strategy, but it literally all failed. Cassidy, I still argue that most of her strategy was not hers. It was stuff falling around her. Like, yeah, she ended up on the right side yep. because it suited other people to keep her. And Gabler didn't strategize in any way that affected anything outside of just advancing him one day further. But... He didn't drive anything. He just shifted around. So I think this might be the weakest strategic game final three since Gabon. I'm struggling to think of another one. I don't remember who mentioned it, but they basically said, like, I don't know, something like 75 or 80 percent of the immunity challenge wins were on the final three. Yep. Se- seven out of the nine. Yep, and that's, and that's including like the weird 
like giving a full point to Owen and not crediting, I guess, fully Carla yeah, on the one whatever. that they both won, but whatever. Yeah, I, and, and that's already the second. I already saw somebody mention, compare this to Survivor Gabon night on Twitter. Might have been like Mike Bloom or something. I, I saw that too, so it's kind of funny that Derek brought that up. But in, in, I'm trying to stay away from it because it's so easy just to look at age and demographic right. and say like, oh yeah, Gabler's exactly like Bob. No, not no, even close. No, Bob won like four individual immunity challenges and Susie was kind of a big nothing burger and sugar was all over the place all over the place it's very different so we're gonna go to the after show survivor after show which whatever it, it was really long bad pizza and champagne it was really long this too is long. this was too long yeah we we get it move on but the, the jeff, interesting jeff jeff is pushing champagne on everyone over and over again yes. oh let me let me fill you up oh drink up everyone well, and and extracting compliments for beware advantages and knowledge is power we couldn't get out of the after show without talking about on knowledge that note is power. on that note i do want to say janine pointed out how the advantages don't really help the people who find it they help their allies like the closest person that very astute janine that's kind of what we've been saying all season is you don't want to be the person to find Tell tell some if you find a beware advantage, tell someone else and have them go get it. Yeah, we made that uh, recommendation several times, not just this season, but in season forty-one and two as well. Yep. That's that's where we're at. So survivors, gonna, I think it's time to survivor to change some things up here. Yes. You know, this is where we learn that Gabler swayed a whole bunch of people during the final trouble council. And then he Gabler also tells everyone I'm he's gonna donate all the winnings to like veterans charities, which is uh, you know, really amazing. Uh, you know, maybe the government should be taking care of these people, not survivor winners. You know, wouldn't it be good if reality show winners weren't funding our healthcare system for veterans? I don't know. That's just my thought. <laughs> what a, what a novel idea, Ryan. You know, I'm. Yeah. You know, as 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 lovely as a gesture as this is from Gabler, like what the yeah, hell, great, man? Great, great gesture. You know, and and he knew that he wanted to do this yep. in the like before he won. So awesome like good for him it's something that's near and dear to his heart and you know we we get a lot of charity stuff throughout all 43 seats and yep. basically oh what are you gonna do with money oh i'm gonna donate to this 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 whatever it might be you know i'm sure gabler's family would enjoy a little bit of that money you know to make their lives a little bit easier hey they can go win survivor themselves you're right on the next blood versus water but you know you should uh, Gabler have to donate all a million dollars to help veterans i was this- i was hoping that jeff would say like gabler awesome survivors going to do that on their own we we saw mike holloway throw out a tweet saying that cbs should at least match the yeah. donation and you know what i love the clarion call from the former winner like can we get a signed petition from all 41 winners of survivor that uh hey you know what? why don't you match the donation there cbs that's a pretty cool gesture you just got i i agree but uh, regardless i mean maybe congress could match that two or three hundred times over and we could solve <laughs> yeah. not just you know not just homeless vet problems but maybe homeless I know th- 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 this this is getting political now, and you know that's not why we're here. That's but not there, why we're but, here. But there are moments. But tell us we're wrong. <laughs> I dare you. We're gonna get a two star review on Apple Podcasts Worth for that it. one. <laughs> I, I regret nothing. Everyone, go in and leave five star reviews to negate that one bad review. <laughs> yeah, please give us five star reviews in our podcast listener choice. Thank you very much. I feel like there is some stuff that like I I, I don't know that observations. Okay, hit us. Um, this is this has been brought up by me or by you guys before in the past. Actually, I think by me. Maybe it's a result of the new jury format that I still am not completely bought into. But it, it seems like we're moving more and more towards a jury that's just kind of thinking together instead of everyone voting on their own. And I think that there's a lot more decision making that's happening before final tribal council. And that that is really starting to bug me. I, I don't remember who it was. I, I want to say it was Ryan, but but someone someone basically said, or maybe it was Sammy. I don't know. That basically said like that they had gotten together or like they had talked about it beforehand. Like they had a checklist of things that they wanted each person to talk about. And Gabler's the one that checked all those boxes. I, I feel like that is such a bad approach to making a decision on who the winner of the season is going to be. I like I, I would much rather have people think uniquely in their own perspective rather than like, oh yep, yeah, we're all gonna go in this direction and as long as this person checks all the boxes, then we're we're gonna we're gonna give them the title. This was put into the game as a way to prevent bitter quote unquote bitter juries or you know people just being angry and getting up and giving a speech and not really asking any questions that's why this was implemented in the game and that's why i like this it's one of the few changes to the game i've actually enjoyed so yeah we might get more group think but we also get less just like 
people who are just pissed off and angry. It prevent. I think this is a way to prevent. And I, I don't really agree with the term bitter juries, but like angry juries. I think it, it avoids that. I'm more okay with getting groupthink as long as it's like solid groupthink rather than insanity we've got in the past. So I get where you're coming from, Josh, but I, I, I like this more than what we've had before. I don't see it as a preventative measure, but kind of along the same thinking, I think the new jury format is meant to give validity to other games that previously were overshadowed by the big move era of Survivor, where it was, here's the resume, I got a 3-2-1 vote, hand me my million dollars now, please. It's You get the Marianne saying, like, hey, we're a flawed final three, this is how I guaranteed myself getting to the end without making anybody angry and Mike losing because of it. This is where you get Gabler coming in and saying, I am the alley Gabler. I was the only one who cared about threat management in the post-merge and you should care about that. And they're like, huh, you know what? Maybe we should care about that. I like under the radar, but I like it when it's under the radar for the people in the game yep. and not for the viewer. Big, big difference. So I don't have an issue with the new jury format. I also think it's a function of the casting. We're casting people who tend to be more super fans. I'm not saying we should go out and recruit 17 out of 18 people, but I kind of want some more angry people, uh, some more characters, some more, uh, you know, maybe even like an unlikable villain every now and again. But we've been pretty positive across the board for the last three seasons. uh, But that is a problem I'm happy to deal with. I actually don't want any of the, the, the angry people. You know, every once in a while, it's okay with, like, Sue Hawk back in Borneo. But, like, most of the time, I'm just like, I get over it. It's a game. Um, <laughs> I know that's not a popular take with a lot of people. But I, I don't love the uh, interpersonal conflict where it gets a little too conflicty. And that's true with, like, the Amazing Race as well. I hate the bickering teams, and I know a lot of people love them. So I'm more than okay to move away from that crap. I That's not why I watch these shows. You know, there's, there's plenty of reality TV out there for, like, the drama and, like, the big character uh, conflict. I'm not here for that. My only counterpoint to that is it it takes away almost from the aspect of, you know, Jeff always says like, and that's the really fascinating part of Survivor is you need to find a way to vote people out who are going to vote for you to get give the million dollars. And it's like, okay, okay that's almost irrelevant nowadays, almost. like in modern Survivor. So. It's become less of a thing just because there's so many super fans on the show who are yeah. just like, this is awesome. Like I'm pissed <laughs> right. for like a little bit. And then I get over it pretty quickly. And, and yeah, that's definitely true. It's something I like. And what's funny is I think all three of us, if we were on the show, that's how we would do it. Yep. So I'm not going to sit here and complain about an entire rest of the cast because it's how I would do it. You know, I can't be mad at them for getting on the show and doing it before I have an opportunity to. So and then there's just one other thing that I kind of wanted to bring up almost along in this kind of topic is the other thing that confused me with this that that maybe leads a little bit to the whole like groupthink jury aspect of it is how surprised Cassidy and Owen were about this because you know we're we're talking about yeah Gabler got seven out of the eight votes and maybe it was super obvious to them because he had this great social game the counterpoint to that is is that Cassidy and Owen were so surprised that he ended up winning this game. Once he ended up getting three, four, five votes, their jaws dropped. They looked at each other and were basically just like, is this actually happening right now? It, they were so blindsided by the fact that they were, the jury was giving Gabler the the title that that, that kind of confused me. It's like, if, if they are that disconnected, how is the jury all so much on the same page? That could be a trick of the editing. Point? You know, we'll have to check the exit interviews and, you know, with Owen and Cassidy and see what they say. But that that might not have happened. And without going too far down into the one percent of one percent hole, let's let's say that what you saw was was accurate. Maybe the jury was, in fact, not necessarily caring about the social game. Maybe they just saw two very flawed games and one big mystery box but you know that that's that's going down quite the rabbit hole we can't assume that we have to assume that they all had some understanding going in all right let's wrap this season up huh let's do it let's get into best and worst player of the season as a reminder you can only give this award out to people who made the merge we will count ellie i know that's not what jeff would say but screw that uh, <laughs> ellie is eligible to win either best or worst player of the season but nobody before ellie's boot is available the five of them josh once you start us off who is the best player of the season 
This is tough, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it to Jesse. The other candidate, in my opinion, would be would be Carla. They both ended up having some flaws in the game, though. Carla really had a rough ending. A couple of things just didn't go her way. She wasn't able to get a couple of votes together at the end. But then on on Jesse's side, the negatives for him were that. You know, we talked about it on this podcast. It's like, why is he making these moves? These are so unnecessary moves. And I think that I'm I'm going to end up giving it to him just because those seem to positively impact just like people's pers- perspectives more than what I thought that they were. Like, I, I thought that they were going to get more negative reactions of like, why why is he doing all these things? And that, that never really came around to that. He was really kind of heralded as the best player of the season with the best move of the season. So, and, and he just didn't make it to final three. So I, I'm going to give it to him. I agree completely. Uh, it's Jesse. You know, I, he, I think I was nervous about giving it to him because I thought the jury might be mad at him. I don't think that was the case. I think he would have won maybe every vote. So I, I Jesse is the best player of the season. I have Jesse. I'm going to throw out an honorable mention to Cody, surprisingly enough, mm-hmm. because I, I think that if he wasn't a threat, Jesse wouldn't have gone to such lengths to blindside him. Um, and I think given the existence of Kip, I can't hate Cody too much for wanting to cover it with his ride or die. So honorable mention him, but it's Jesse. A worst player of the season. I'm going to give it to my winner pick, Ryan Medrano. The guy is provider, and he seems like a really nice guy. Too nice for Survivor. He has no strategic game. Yeah, it's Ryan. It's Ryan. Yeah, uh, giving it to Ryan, too. Ah, uh, my boy. Sucks to see. What what a winner pick, Ryan. What a winner pick. Uh, yeah, so it'll just be the, the prophecy of the first Ryan winner falls to me, it seems. You have mm. to get cast first. Yeah, right. You'll never get through that interview with Jeff. <laughs> oh, man. I'll have to play nice with Jeff. Well, speaking of Jeff, uh, is there anything you wanted to add to Jeff Watch? Man, you know, I'm so sucked into this after show right now where he's self-congratulatory. I don't necessarily think this email account is meant to go anywhere. I I do think it's just going to be a repository of dead ideas and criticisms. But there were times this season that Jeff genuinely seemed like he was inebriated. (laughs) He was just intoxicated with, like, the positivity of the cast. And he was like, Survivor is this great thing. And so... even if it's not self-congratulatory, it's like, hey, look at this project that I happen to have a really big hand in creating. So um, I- I'm going to go with self-congratulatory this season, if anything, for Jeff sure. Watch. Um, I see it. So uh, that's really all I got. I, if you guys didn't see anything else. I-, I would agree. I would agree. Anything for the weather report? Did it it's even PG. Did it even rain? Yeah, this is clearly the, the dry season. Yeah, I-, I-, I don't remember a single like harrowing moment for them related to the weather. That means it's coming next season. They're already previewing 44 as a tougher, tougher season. season. Yep. You want to be on one of those dry You seasons. want to be the odd number. <laughs> All right, last thing we have to do, Josh, most memorable moment of the season. Our memorability corresponded, even though we just watched the season. Uh, <laughs> as of now, what would you say is the most memorable moment of season 43? Yeah, we're kind of, I kind of have to predict here, just like, hey, you know, what's, what's going to stand the test of time like five years from now or however long we want to look back on this. I think it's going to end up being Jesse's move here at the end, but maybe an honorable mention to when Gabler gets two or three votes at final tribal and you realized, Oh my God, he did it. <laughs> How? I'm leaning towards the Cody so, one. I was just so dumbfounded, but yeah, I, I think it has to be Jesse's move just because it was such a big move and people, they're already talking about it being one of the best or biggest, what, however you want to classify it moves in survivor history. Yeah, I, I, I'll i throw my weight in behind Jesse's move as well. He stole Cody's idol and essentially used it against him. Man, that takes guts. Ice in the veins. Honorable mention to the the first double immunity win. That wasn't well. supposed it, to be one. Nope. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that's we, we defeated but, uh, the Car- ocean. Carla and Owen, right? Yeah, Carla and Owen defeat the ocean. Nothing to sneeze at. That's a movie I want to see in the theaters. All right. Well, that wraps up season 43. If you are new around here, you know, we have the Rewind podcast. You can go check out Uh, the next thing that will be coming out is our Survivor season 24 One World podcast, which we recorded back in August. They've been done sitting on the burner for a while. They're ready to go. So that first one of those will be out the week after New Year's. We'll be taking a little break over the holidays. But yeah, the first one of those, the first week after New Year's will be coming out. And then to go beyond that, we are going to also work on season 25 during this break as well. 
but we're only going to do the one because we've all earned a well-deserved break through the holiday season, and we also don't want to push too closely up to season 44. So if you don't see us in the podcatcher for a while, that's us just becoming better people so that we can come back stronger than ever. We're not going anywhere, folks. Yeah, we got to double-check on the dates for sure, but it'll most likely just be 24 and 25 coming out in the off season. You know, we could, we could, we'll see how much time we have. We could do a thing where we, we also watch and record 26, but we don't release it in the off season. We don't know, but we are going to take a well-earned break here for at least a few weeks. And we, d- we did have a couple of questions on Twitter. Hit do us. we want to rattle through those quick? Sure. All right. So first, I think this is funny. Not really a question. Just just a nice little mention from Jason Nids 56 on Twitter. Uh, he just mentioned a survivor. What if of Cassidy's tower falls and Owen realizes he now has a chance, but simultaneously realizes he can no longer compete as his bowl is now broken. Amazing. We would get a nice pouting shot of Owen being unable to compete. Right. Blake Miller on Twitter. Does this really mean a new strategy to winning is to just be perceived as a non-threat so you'll get taken to the end and hope the ju- the jury is bitter at people that actually played the game? No, we've um, had this in season four. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's going to be a big takeaway is a lot of people, like we talked about, this is more the edit than anything that... A lot of people are going to think that this is a bitter jury. It may, or it might not be the case. I think it'll revitalize it in the minds of the viewers. But this has always been a very hard but viable strategy. A couple of mentions of fire making needing to go away. Agreed. Brandon's right on Twitter talking about a bitter jury as well. We answered that, uh, but thanks for reaching out. And then we did get one more Spotify wrapped shout out. So I wanted to give. A nice little shout out to Claire Michelle. Your sister reached out to us uh, to mention that we made your top five podcasts of 2022. So thank you very much. Uh, We made it to number two on your list. Right behind a true crime podcast. So now we've lost a Star Wars and true crime. Dang you, true crime. We got to stop all murders. There's no more true crime podcasts. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes. Follow us on Twitter at CastawayPod, Instagram, TikTok. All that fun stuff. And one really quick thank you to Ryan for being the editor on the season. We really appreciate it. And a big thank you to the audience. We are nothing without you guys. We love you. We absolutely do. All right. This has been the Castor Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night. <laughs>